bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, live from Ordway, Colorado in Crawley County. It's about 100 degrees out right now, and uh, we're hot as well. Uh, we made it. We're alive. The Modern Eater Show, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Been on the road for seven days, fellas. Uh, checking out all that Colorado has to offer, some of the best sourcing around. Um, it's about products. It's about ranches and farms and breweries and distilleries and wineries. And I think that uh, the circle through Colorado, we've seen it all. What do you think? It has been one educational experience, I think, for the three of us. That's for sure. Here's what we're going to cover. We're going to do a recap of Road Trip 2018 as the Modern Eater Show uh, wraps it up and comes to an end from the Trainer Ranch uh, in Ordway, Colorado. Uh, we, f we truly did a full circle, uh, leaving Denver, Colorado last Saturday evening at about 8 p.m. and heading down I-70 up into the hills uh, through down to uh, Paonia. And uh, we continued on from Paonia to Montrose, Durango. Montrose, Durango, into... We uh, went into South Fork last night, uh, Del Norte, and stayed uh, on the Rio Grande. Stayed on the Rio Grande, a great time. Um, and then we uh, went in and saw some potato country down yeah. in the San Luis Valley. Head through the San Luis Valley, and then here we land a week later. Jay, uh, we're all alive. Everything's good. Speaking of live, we're on Facebook Live right now. I think it's really cool. Our technology's gotten. Uh, pretty darn good. We put out a lot of content on all of our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, uh, themoderneater.com, uh, really just uh, covering and highlighting all of the great adventures that we've had this past week. At joining us on the show tonight is going to be Chef Carrie Baird of Bardot, and um, you know her from season 15 of Top Chef. She came in uh, just shy, fourth. Um, and she's joining us for our summer series of dinners. So just so it's clear, we went on a one-week road trip doing as much as we could in, in uh, partnership with Growers Organic and Brian Freeman to see as many farms and ranches and breweries and distilleries and wineries as we possibly could take in in a week, sometimes four to five a day. And um, all of the great sourcing of, of products connecting Colorado to our our food and beverage will be available for eight weeks in a row starting July 3rd through August 24th. It's a Tuesday. So every Tuesday for about two months, we're going to have a nice intimate dinner. These dinners are going to be so much fun with top chefs throughout Colorado. Uh, the likes of Carrie Baird, Brother Luck, Daniel Asher, Keegan Gare. Uh, we're not playing around. Uh, we're trying to give you an experience that can't be duplicated, will never be replicated, that will always be a memory, and, and it's so educational. So on Monday morning, we will be launching the first barbecue supply company. And barbecue supply company with Jerry. Uh, it, describe that venue, Jay. Well, it's uh, it's a it's a little bit. It's not a big venue, right? It's 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 designed. It's designed to be intimate. It's designed that when you're in there, you get to see everything that's happening. You don't. There's not six rooms out on some. 
it's basically one large room with two 20 top tables, right? So 40 people is, is going to be the dinner. You're both on uh, 20 top tables kind of facing each other. In On the front of that is the main cooking station. Right, so you're literally if you're in the last seat on these two 20 tops, you're still 20 feet from where they're cooking. You know this amazing food from these ranches. Is and, it fair uh, to farms. say chef's table experience? Absolutely fair. And not not only that, you could stand up and walk nine feet and high five the chef, turn around, walk back to your seat. You know, I mean, that's the kind of experience you're going to get with these big-name chefs. So as the chef talks, and if you're on our Facebook Live right now, you'll see a similar setup uh, that will happen at these dinners. We'll have it all on video, a big screen for you, and be broadcasting out over Facebook Live and Instagram Live. But at this, talk about what, what well, we what's expect to happen. What's going to be cool is the, the, the chefs are going to be talking to people about what they're cooking. Then the farmers are going to be there. And there's going to be a farmer there potentially at each one of the dinners. Um, brewer, all the, the, distiller. The there's going to be a brewer, a distiller. Everybody's going to be mic'd up. And the story. Everybody's going to be yeah, exactly. Everybody's going to be sharing experiences and stories. Hyper local. The- on the bring bring little Rich up right now, little Rich. How are you? I'm good here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was off. Here Ooh, you are. Got to be careful what I say now. Yeah, you were on the show with us last Saturday before we took off. Yep. It, do Do we look different? Like changed men? A little unshaven. <laughs> a little <laughs> weary. Uh, much more educated. That's right. I'm That's thinking right. a hot shower and a good shave would probably. Uh, I think you're right. It would suit me well. Look, Rich, <laughs> we've learned so much since we've seen you last. Uh, truly. Um, as much as we believe we knew before we took off, um, I think we know 10 times the amount. Yeah. And really, the hyper-local term that we're trying to seek out, really the meaning and how it actually works, see it in action, mm-hmm. uh, I think we have a better handle of that. Uh, hyper-local, describe what hyper-local is all about, Rich. Well, you know, hyper-local to me, but also I want to back up. And sure. That, and that, you know, it changes you. I don't know that any of you will ever look at a plate of food when the ingredients come from Colorado you never look at it the same you you so you can see the face you can see the the farm the ranch you know the story behind it it talk about you know and so what hyperlocal did for me is watching and seeing when you see multiple generations here we're on a ranch here four generations on the ground and you want to treat that ingredient that corn that oil whatever it is with more reverence, more respect, and it elevates what you want to do out of it when you when you know the story. Yeah, you're not lying. As we've gone to a lot of farms, and we're going to do a recap in the next segment of a lot a lot of the farms that we visited, um, our journeys along the way. At 6:30, Carrie Barrett's going to join us, and then at about 6:45, a big treat as uh, Rich Schneider from uh, Rockalitas Tortillas will continue on with us. But we're going to bring into the talk a, a like you said, a fourth-generation rancher, and Bill Trainer. I can't think of anybody. Cowboy is what I call him. I say, hey, cowboy, how's it going? Uh, we're on Bill's property right now in Ordway, Colorado, in Crawley County. So it's 6:45. We're going to tell some good stories. We're going to talk about this ranch, and um, there's a possibility that you're able to come down and actually visit a ranch, have a ranch experience. So we'll let you know how. 
um, as the show moves forward. So at 6.14, we want to take a quick break. We'll take a break. We'll come back to uh, the Trainer Ranch here in Ordway, Colorado. And once we get back, we're going to kind of give a recap of all of the um, one, two, three, four, ten, eleven. It's up to in, in the near 20s. Yeah. It Greg, was such a great – I mean, four farms and distillers a day, if not throwing a couple restaurants – we were jam-packed for the last week. Jay? I, I wanted to throw this out there, Greg, that now is the perfect time to go to our Facebook Live because when we come back and do the recap, you're going to see oh, a ton. Oh, I have to share that link. You're going to see a ton of pictures and uh, a couple of, of what we've been doing, where we've been going, who we've been talking to, uh, the food. The, you know, Little Rich brought up, he said, you'll never look at food the same way after doing a trip like we've done. And the first thing that popped into my head was cherries, right? And walking um, the Black Bear Orchard. Brian. And, Brian, and, and, and picking the cherries off his tree. No, uh, Black Bear, not, uh, not, um, Brian was not Field of Fork. Brian was Black Bear. Oh, Brian. Scott and Jessica were Field Scott and Jessica, yeah. okay. Um, but picking those cherries off the tree and I, yeah. I really won't. So, that's those red ones when we're in the middle of that uh, yeah, field there. Yeah, that's right. That was so neat. So in the next show, a lot of pictures. So go to the Modern Eater uh, Facebook page and, and pick up our live video and tune into that because you're going to see a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Okay, tickets on sale Monday for our summer dinner series. Uh, this is just so great. It's going to be a wonderful summer, you guys. Uh, thanks for being a part of the Modern Eater family. Let's take that break. It's 615, probably 100 degrees. I don't know. It's probably 2 degrees less. It's probably 98 degrees. I'm going 94. You're going 94? 94. All right. It's hot. 99. 99. <laughs> 99. Uh, the closest city, Sugar City, Colorado. Uh, so we're in Ward Ordway or we're in Sugar City? Ordway. We're in Ordway. Yeah. All right. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Where are we, Bill? She gets City, his yeah. mail in. That's how you get I changed the title like twice now from where we are. <laughs> I, get... I had it Sugar City, and I switched it to Ordway. Now I'm going to switch it back to Sugar City. Nah, that's fine. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman coming off a whirlwind week. Uh, one week on the road, road trip 2018, leading up to the summer dinner series. All right, back from the trainer ranch in just a minute right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path. Through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website. The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow. How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles and never any hormones antibiotics or steroids i recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries as a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner brunch and full bar with two daily happy hours they truly care about you the customer and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone they are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones the goods a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free vegetarian and vegan options and they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares on east colfax directly connected to the tattered cover bookstore hungry the goods restaurant.com rocker spirits it's a distillery it's a place to hang it's about quality it's about taste it's about passion 
infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. I want to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D-Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, if, that's, if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carrie's at Bardot. Yeah, he gave us the hookup. So I just want to say a big thanks, Dan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Well, 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 we're back at the Modern Eater at... Yes, we are. Trainer Ranch right here, the Modern Eater show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Uh, Lots of ground to cover, so we're going to stay on track here. All right, so just set the stage. Trainer Ranch in Crawley County. It's uh, uh, southeastern Colorado, uh, below Pueblo, and then uh, hang a left, and and you'll not find it because it's it's, it's very remote. Um, the Modern Eater has been out on a seven-day expedition connecting Colorado with all the great food and beverage that we have to offer. Uh, farms, ranches, breweries, distilleries, wineries, restaurants, met some great people. Okay, Little Rich Schneider's here with us as well. Bill Trainer, uh, the cattle ranch, Shannon Scott made the trip. Uh, thank you for doing that. As we, we like to broadcast from remote places. That's just... Apparently. <laughs> we, lo- we love to do it. So... We're doing a recap. We'll head back to Denver tomorrow. In the meantime and in between time, let's go through these ranch or these farms and uh, ranches and, and breweries and distilleries and wineries one by one. But here's what we're going to do, guys, just for the sake of time. We're going we're gonna to throw out the farm and remember that all of this great content is on the modern uh, themoderneater.com and Facebook. You want to really just go to Facebook because we've got a ton of stuff there. So as you hear us talk about uh, these fantastic places here in Colorado, just know that you can get a long-form version of them if it piques your interest on that Facebook page. So I'll throw out the name of the place and where it's at, and then one, th- one thing that strikes you the most. Okay. So myself. Okay. I like that. Yep. Myself, Jay, and Brian. Osage Gardens. Osage Gardens is where, Brian? In Silt, between, in between Silt and Newcastle. In between Silt and Newcastle. So as we left Vale and we started heading west, before Palisade, yep. there's Silt and Newcastle. About 40 miles out from Palisade. Osage Farms. O- Osage Gardens with Tara, Rumery. What my biggest thing that I really liked there was I was amazed on how thick the basil plants' stalks were. That was amazing to me. They were all... Um, Almost about the size of your fist thick, and I, I thought that floored me. Okay, I'm going with um, – don't take mine. Year-round gardening. Uh, year-round um, 
planting and harvesting with those great greenhouse systems that they have there. That farm is operating year-round. Year nice. Colorado's only year-round farm. I'm going with the smell of walking around that place, smelling oh, yeah. all those fresh herbs, basil and sage and, and countless. Uh, that's what I'm going with. You cannot get enough of the smell. Okay, and we go on the road, Black Bear Orchard. It's in Palisade. We had a few stops in Palisade. Black Bear Orchard and Brian Cox, the Cox family, has been around uh, quite some time. Um, Jay, go ahead. Uh, just the deliciousness of those cherries, of walking around in the cherry orchard and eating cherries right off of the tree. I've never had a better cherry in my life. So we saw a cherry orchard today in uh, southern Colorado, um, just in the San Luis Valley. And what struck me is those cherries at um, Black Bear Orchard were are done, ripe, and ready to roll. And the cherries at the uh, orchard today that we saw were not. So it's amazing how just illustrious those crops are right now. That is a good one. Yep, and, and that has to do with the elevation location. Um, I would say for me at Black Bear, it had to be the fact that they were doing grapes and the volume of grapes that they were doing for the wineries. I was a little shocked. I didn't realize how much grapes they were doing old a lot of old grapevines there in palisade and uh that that sort of blew me away yeah peach street distillery was the next stop peach street peach, peach street, street. Peach boy street. i gave you a hard time all week long paint i know karma's karma you know peach street. <laughs> peach street distillery that's owned by bill graham and uh, dave thibodeau from scott brewing along with their partner maddie uh distiller dave uh there davy is there there as well um, what struck me is how much they could possibly try and do with sourcing local products to be able to use um, for their spirits. That that is that was key. I thought I was really surprised on all the relationships that they had, um, and this, even when the size. He said that as they continue to grow larger, they're still trying to hold on to that. Um, but you know, for me, I'll tell you what it was: is it was really the facility, the location. The last time I went there. Um, it was dirt all the way up to the front door, um, and there wasn't a wasn't a real street. It was a dirt street in front of them. I was surprised on how far they had come as a facility, and they have um, the, the and well, and I, I would say it's two things. It was that and that smell. You know, when you were walking towards their uh, where they were storing all the barrels, mm, all, the whiskey and you could from smell the whiskey, the whiskey room. room. One, yeah. you, uh, got, you get one. Okay, sorry. The I'm picture, the picture that's up right now has the whiskey room behind them. For me, it, it was uh, oh geez, uh, I just had it. It was the friendly people that were there, that worked there, and that were coming in and talking. And I must have said hello to ten different people, and everybody was pleasant and nice. Especially the staff. What do you need? What can I get you? Oh, and then Davy and the guys love beer. We dropped off some Intrepid Sojourner beer and some Brews beer. Yep. And Davy, the head distiller, and uh, and Bill uh, are beer lovers. What did you think about the fact that there were kids in there? Did you notice that? I don't have any. I'm fine with it. Uh, well, no, I thought it was nice that it was a family place, even though it was a distillery. That was Peach Street was Distillery going. in Palisade, Colorado. Here's one. I'll go last because, uh, you know, I think last may be a little harder. I don't know, but we're trying to mix it up here a little bit. Field to Fork with Scott and Jessica. Uh, those guys are just great. They're unapologetic organic farmers and uh, have a great operation in Palisade with Field to Fork. Uh, we'll let Jay 
Jake, go ahead. Go uh, first. Field to Fork, um, it was the conversation that we had. We did a podcast over there, and it was the conversation um, about organic versus conventional and uh, Scott's passion for you know how he sees farming, and he sees it a certain way, and he's not he's shy at all about letting you know his opinion, and I really respect that because some, there would be pushback on, on, on strong opinions like that. Brian. I would have to say, I, this is going to throw everyone the frogs. I was amazed at how many frogs that they had in those greenhouses, um, which is a sign of incredible healthy soil. Um, and frogs, you know, one of the things that frogs are very susceptible to herbicides, pesticides, all kinds of stuff because they're an amphibian, breathe through their skin and absorb everything there. And so I was surprised at how many frogs we saw. Uh, I was going to go with the soil, just the, how illustrious their soil is. Um, they were very proud of it, but I think I'm going to go with, um, uh, husband and wife farm and these guys, uh, what they do is their passion in life. It's not only what they do for a living, but it's how they live. Um, agriculture is their life. They found a good space to settle into and I think they're living their dream right now and just so happy to see them. I really think they are too. I mean, and it's, I think it's sweet that someone came from San Diego and started farming in San Diego with, you know, that's a, that's you can't a place do you can't, that. No, we, we got to do the one. And then oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. Got, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. We, we, we're There's on so track. much we could There's, talk oh about. Oh my gosh. With every just... form of these things we've did, we did long form video interviews on Facebook and I think you'll enjoy them. The modern eater Facebook page. Uh, we take off out of there and we head to, uh, this was great. Delicious orchards, home of big bees an apple orchard, and so much more, uh, a farm store, a restaurant, a campground, uh, a pick-and-eat. Yeah, pick uh, your own. Pick and your a, own. And a country store. And a country store. Boot. I mean, they had everything. Oh, and a del- Remember, they had a music venue. Yeah. They had a beautiful stage. So, uh, Jeff Swartz. Restaurant. Jeff yeah. Swartz, he put us up for the night. We rolled in after dark, didn't know what to expect, laid out the red carpet, and there we are in this uh, beautiful courtyard. Uh, with the orchards around and, and just a beautiful environment. And, uh, uh, you know, Jeff is just such a nice guy and a nice host. But delicious orchard, home of big bees. Uh, I'll start off with this one. What struck me is uh, Jeff's ability and, and desire to make sure sustainability is a part of his life and, and with the products that he has, in particular the apple. The apple from the tree all the way uses, whether it's juice, cider hard cider vinegar how he can get the most out of an apple and the process uh, struck me the most with jeff schwartz and uh and uh, delicious orchards so the ability to use every ounce of juice and pulp from that apple yep. that would be yours. amazing go ahead yep I, you know, I would say for me, it was I did not realize that he does the pick your own. And I really like the fact that he lets people come on the orchard. You could take your kids out there. Yeah, he took you could camp out um, and then go in and um, and pick some fruit. That, I think, is really cool. Yeah. You know, I really like that. You know what I want to do? Uh, I don't want to rush through the room because we're at, at about the halfway point. Okay. I want to see. we need Carrie. Well, we do need Carrie. So. Uh, we've got a decision to make, guys. Do we ask Carrie if she'll hang on for 15 minutes or, and continue with this, or do we take Carrie and then come back? I think we do Carrie and then come back because she's getting on yep. a plane and she's doing some things. Okay, so, so 
Hang tight. We're going to take a break. She's out of the state right it's now. It's 6.30 on 6.30 KHOW, Denver's talk station, iHeartRadio station. Uh, the Modern Eater Show wrapping up a, a whirlwind week of being on the road. Road trip 2018 leading up to the summer dinner series. You've heard a lot of the great farms that uh, will be ter- telling stories and sourcing products for these dinners. And uh, I think it's going to be amazing. One thing we have to watch out for, guys, is I think we're on a full one-second delay. So we have to keep our questions precise with Carrie, not step on her, and then be able to uh, have her sound the best that she possibly can. So we're going to keep that in mind as we come back from a remote remote location in Denver, Colorado. And um, so we'll take that break. We'll come back. Carrie's already on hold. Carrie, if you can hear me, I'm sorry. We usually like to call you right before the segment starts. But uh, we'll, we'll keep you on hold through this uh, quick commercial break. And we'll come back with Chef Carrie Baird right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video to themoderneater.com. Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. Joe, in just a minute, but right now, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Solutions, this man is installing delicious tap systems all over the place, not just Colorado. He's a Colorado guy and a family man, 20 years in the business, um, making the most efficient tap lines you can possibly drink out of, just like the brewer would want their pour their beer to be poured. So Jeff Rock and A Plus Beverage Solutions, I got to tell you what, as he travels, he's the man. And here, here's what you don't want to see, foam. If you see foam, you see money. And if you see foam, you're seeing what? What are you doing, guys? Your money down, down the, the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions so he can give you an A-Plus on your draft system. 720-272-3809. 
1-800-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Justin Brunson, Old Major. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. At Podcasting Live after a long week, Road Trip 2018 comes to an end and the summer dinner series will begin. And the first week will begin with this gal. She's a friend of the show. We have so much respect for her. She's a great chef, bar dough. Um, bar none, there she is, uh, Chef Carrie Barrett on the line with us. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, Carrie Barrett. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. So I think we're on about a... Yes, we can. We're on about a one-second delay, Carrie, so we're going to ask you a question, and then we'll stop, and then we'll wait for you to talk, and then when you're done, then we'll get back to you. We're, we're on a cattle ranch in Ordway, Colorado. Okay. Okay, cool. So as we are out, Carrie, and we're so excited and thank Dinner Series, uh, it's going to be a good time, and we've sourced a lot of great products for you to be able to have of a great restaurant and many other projects that you've done. What are some of the, the best, funnest ingredients that you've been able to source, and what does sourcing mean to you? You know, I'm so excited to see what the farm you're pairing me with uh, has to offer. I have to imagine it's going to be Western Slope's greatest bounty. I know that. Oh, guys, sorry, you're cutting out. <laughs> Hello? Oh, no. Carrie, you know what? Let us. Here's what we're going to do, you guys. Uh, if we're still connected, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back ra live radio, no man, it's master. We've got the, one of the finest here, Chef. All uh, right, Chef. Uh, Shannon's got. So put Col uh, Carrie Baird on hold and uh, thank her for us and see if she has some time available. So we'll break right now. We'll come back. We'll regroup uh, back to the trainer ranch right here on the Modern Eater Show in just a minute. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. 
Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, Colorado. This is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl, with house-smoked pork, wood-oven-roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone, their family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Okay, back to the Modern Eater Show via telephone right now. The trainer, Rant, uh, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and uh, Shannon Scott. They're figuring out the technical issues back there. I think we have Chef Gary, Carrie Baird on the phone with us as well. Chef, are you there? I'm here. Oh, hey, now we can have a conversation. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. We can have a conversation now. I'm sitting inside. We attempted to do a broadcast, which I think we'll still pull off. We've done uh, much more difficult from outside in a, in a cattle ranch, a uh, very rom- remote location, and the wind decided to pick up and blow through there. It has to be 25 miles an hour. Carrie? Yeah. So, um, so thank you for bearing with us. Okay, so yeah. the questions I was asking you was, since we had the opportunity to go source all kinds of cool ingredients in Colorado, and we think it's important for people to be able to get connected with their food, more and more we're seeing these days is hyper-local is uh, uh, growing, growing 
not only trend, but it's uh, they're demanding it. So you as a chef, and you're always constantly looking to get your hands on good ingredients, where do you go? What do you look for? And what are some of the coolest places that you were able to source ingredients from? Well, I mean, good question, Greg, but I want to know, like, what you saw while you were out there. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. what I look for, but, like, what did you find, and where can I get some? <laughs> I know, I know. So I think we went, we visited about four to five different places a day, some being, uh, I think we probably hit, I want to say, 15 different farms, uh, four different ranches, um, a brew, went to uh, Ska Brewing Company in Durango, one of my favorite brewing companies ever. It was like a dream come true, giving down to Ska. And um, some of the farms along the way, like Osage Gardens in um, Palisade, my goodness, mm-hmm. the stuff that they're doing. It's a year-round farm in Colorado. They've got greenhouses. Um, they're doing a lot of herbs. And uh, it just strikes me as such a wonderful place Palisade is. Not You think of peaches for Palisade, but the, the vineyards, the grapes, the, the cherry orchards that we saw. I mean, putting fresh cherries into your hands and, and um, uh, you know, the apples, the apple orchards. Oh, my goodness. And, and learning so much about, um, you know, just a few degrees temperature will ruin a, a whole crop and, Mother Nature doesn't play nice a lot of times, whether it be drought or, and so these farms really just year to year, and and this year seems to be an amazing agriculture year here in Colorado. Um, so we we should get all kinds of great fresh produce um, coming out of Colorado this year. Uh, another place that stood out to me, and I don't know how I quite feel about it yet because I'm a big soil guy, uh, mm-hmm. was an aquaponics. Um, farm in uh, in um, gosh where was that Montrose Colorado and this facility was amazing but I had some of the most pristine uh, produce that you could possibly find with um, you know they use uh, the aquaponics and they have lobsters in the tank for the nourishment and fish and and the way that whole ecosystem works and 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 just technology coming along what what's your feeling about aquaponics Oh, I'm I'm a big fan. I buy my arugula from a uh, a totally aquaponic uh, arugula farm in Denver, and you know it's year round. It's often bug free. It's you know very sustainable. It's pesticide free. I'm I'm a big fan. You're a big fan of the aquaponics, yeah. I want to learn more about it, but I go to some of these other farms, and just like um, I believe you know these guys, Scott and Jessica at Field to Fork. Yeah, the Washakoyak. Yeah, they have a farm, and they are big organic people, big organic oh, yeah. people. And they the rumor are on all... the street is that Scott makes the greatest compost this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> that soil, I'll tell you what, I think he really, he does. And a few, you know, I get a little esoteric in, in the questions that I ask, and I said to him, well, Scott, can you actually truly ever be organic when you're in a, uh, when you're in an area uh, anywhere where Farmer Joe down the road, his water source goes through yours. He's a so-called conventional. You know, they call anything that's not organic conventional, which is really crazy in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the water source that runs into your property 
uh, just the wind blowing some of the um, pesticides from other properties too into your property, can you ever be truly organic without a controlled environment? And he believes that uh, you can make great strides to get there. Um, sure. So uh, I don't know. What do you do? You think organic's really something that has to be there? You know, I think that organic is really important in so many applications, but not everything. I don't purchase everything to be organic. There's some things that are we're very known to be very high pesticide, like strawberries. I don't eat strawberries that aren't organic. You know, but there's some things that, you know, like, you know, from what I've read and heard that it just, you know, it doesn't have to be certified organic. And I also know that it's also very hard and very expensive to be certified organic. So if I know my farmer and I know they're not dumping a whole bunch of crap all over everything, then that's okay. You know, just because it's very expensive, very time. It costs a lot of time and money to get that certification. So, you know, if you can just trust your farmer that they're not, you know, using pesticides, then that's okay with me too. Yeah, that's real interesting that you brought up because there's kind of three styles of farming. The conventional that we talked about to where, um, you know, they're they're using GMOs, they're using uh, pesticides, they're they're doing those types of things, which is really the norm. Then there are folks out there who do organic farming, but it's just a practice. They practice organic farming, and they don't have all the certifications, so on, just like you were uh, talking about. And then there are folks like Scott and Jessica who are certified organic farmers, so they have the ability to be able to sell to the Whole Foods, to the, mm-hmm. the natural grocers, and so on and so forth. Um, but it's very difficult to gain that organic certification, and but as we've seen that to be kind of the, the coveted uh, certification in farming at this point, and it, it's kind of a shame because I think a lot of farmers uh, were missing out on a lot of farms. Uh, they, they they produce a lot of delicious foods, but you're not going to see them in a lot of the traditional type of um, stores that use that organic label. Uh, which I believe the organic label has kind of been, the meaning has been watered down quite a bit at this point. I totally agree with you. I think that, um, you know, as with a lot of, like, federally regulated things, there's, you know, they don't, everything's black and white. (laughs) You know, there's no, like, case to case. Like, you know, these guys are really doing it, but they can't afford the non-treated fence post that's 100 yards away, so they're not organic. You know, like, it doesn't, it's, you know, I think that as a consumer, if you're willing to, you know, take a, take a little faith, that you'll, you know, really expand your horizons in that scenario. Yeah, here's another thing that struck me was we we visited a, um, a meatpacking place in Durango, Colorado, which is, I think there's two facilities. They're one of two facilities that um, in the West here that have the USDA certification for retail, meaning um, somebody who is a, a farmer or, or a rancher could bring their, their livestock into this facility and have it packaged for retail under their USDA certification, which is a great okay. service to the community yeah. Uh, yeah. around them. And it was a sobering you know, a lot of people, Carrie, think that the food that you eat is is born on the shelves at the grocery store that you purchase <laughs> it, and and they don't really realize that uh, that lamb had a face, that that cow had a heartbeat, that 
Yeah. I mean, I think they realize. (laughs) Yeah, I think they realize it, but they're kind of detached from it. But have you ever stood in a in a kill room? Um, I have. I went. I uh, toured uh, Boulder Natural Chicken. Yeah. Um. So we we got a tour and. And the gal, her name is Holly, and Holly Zink. This sunny, sunny side meets in Durango, Colorado. Uh, they've they're a centennial farm. They've been around for a hundred years. Um, uh, fifth generation uh, on that piece of property. They provide a great service to uh, Durango and and that valley there, and people seek them out from beyond. But at that point in time. When you walk in through a facility like that from the perspective of the animal, right, um, it, it really shows you that process. And I felt, I felt a little uncomfortable in the beginning stages, and I felt a lot more comfortable once it got to the hanging of the, you know, when you saw the beautiful um, meat hanging in the, in, the, in the cold lockers and uh, aging for a couple of weeks, and then it goes into cut. I really liked that part of it, the beginning part. I think that so a debate we had a debate, Carrie, on the show. Mm-hmm. We did, we've been doing podcasts along the road each evening as we wrapped it up, and I plainly said that I don't think that you should be allowed to eat meat unless you could kill the animal. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, unless you could kill it, or unless you can watch it. Unless um, you could kill it. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that I could shoot a deer with a rifle, but I don't know if I could kill a cow. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I think that's a little different to me. I, I don't know, but I, I hear where you're coming from and I appreciate that. And I think that if people took a little bit more time to acknowledge where their food came from, then one, they wouldn't, you know, dive just into commodity. Cause you know, if everybody could acknowledge that what's wrong is commodity meats. Um, and then two, you know, they would like, maybe consume a little bit less, which would only make everything a little bit better. Yeah. Are you getting on a plane yet? Are you home? What are you doing here? I've got to take a break, but I have something interesting I want to talk to you as far as networking goes. Can you stick around I'm for a couple good. more minutes? I am. I'm sitting in the Missoula, Montana airport. I've oh, been delayed because the guys. winds are whipping over here as well. <laughs> well, the winds are whipping. <laughs> We're going to put you on hold, Carrie. If you'll stick around, I want to continue with this, this conversation past the 7 o'clock hour. So uh, I'm gonna, we'll put Carrie on hold. We'll take a break. Let me give you an update. So Road Trip 2018, we're wrapping up a week of visiting farms, ranches, breweries, distilleries. Myself, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman from Growers Organic. We've done a circle around Colorado. We've ended up back right now after one week of just going at it at the Trainer Ranch in Ordway, Colorado. And the Trainer Ranch is something I can't wait. I hope we can hear from, from Bill Trainer if we get a connection here out of the ranch. The wind is whipping out there. Um, not much you can do about that. You have to roll with the punches. And that's why I'm on the telephone in the bunkhouse. That's the way that's going to work out. Okay, so top of the hour news. Come back. This is going to be a great conversation. We'll continue with Chef Kerry Baird from Bardot next right here as we uh, continue from the Trainer Ranch on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
I'm on a bite to eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, you've got one of the three right now. Greg Hollenbeck, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, they're getting situated. We're live from the trainer ranch in ordway colorado right now and uh this has been an interesting one because you can't figure out as you do live remote uh really what's going to take place and right now we're up against a windstorm in uh i'm trying to get little rich dialed in here so we're going to call the phone lines we've kind of scrapped the remote broadcast we're in the bunkhouse right now in the trainer ranch and chef carrie barrett is on hold as we wrap up Road Trip 2018, connecting Colorado with the great food and beverage that we have. So we'll continue right now with Chef Carrie Barrett on hold. Can we bring her back up? And, Jay, you and I, in the meantime, we'll talk about what we're doing here. What we're doing is uh, coming up on the Summer Dinner Series. And the Summer Dinner Series is something that we're so excited. We put a lot of hard work in this week uh, to be able to source a lot of great ingredients uh, to bring back home to you guys and have a bunch of top chefs play with that food and beverage in order to do a dinner, a dinner mm-hmm. that will go mm-hmm. eight, week long, eight weeks long, Jay. Uh, this is a pretty exciting uh, venture that we're, we're going upon. Okay, so bring Chef Carrie Barrett up with me, and we're going to conversation okay chef what do you think man i mean we're 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 really working hard right now to get this podcast (laughs) on the air as we embark on the summer dinner series and and really the modern eater show we talk about hyper local so much how can we support our community how can we do a business and network with other people that have products that we can bring in to our businesses and how can we complete the circle to where we're not only are we bringing delicious food with a story to people um, but at the same time able to keep the money in our communities which i think is so very important can i give you a couple of examples of what we found along the way yes please so we went to a pig farm uh, outside of uh, paonia colorado and we met a guy named Toby McPartland. And Toby is a pig farmer. Who do we have here? Jay Parker. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> Jay, it's not me. that I'm disappointed to hear from you. <laughs> uh, hey, I, listen, I get it, I'm man. trying my best here. I know you are. We all are. And, you know, that line you always use where live radio, no man is master. I mean, I think that the Mother yeah. Nature outside is really proving that statement. Yeah, so Annabelle, just make sure the phone lines are locked in um, when you bring another one up. It's very important to click that phone twice. As I, I kind of feel like I'm doing a broadcasting school, too, for every. Do we have Carrie back? I'm here. Hi, Carrie. Jay, are Hi, you guys. there? I'm here. Okay. okay. Oh, Carrie, Jay's on with us now, too. Hi, Jay. Hey, Carrie, how you doing? Uh, thanks for putting up with us in the wind out here in the Ordway. Yeah. It's okay. I'm, just, I'm chilling in the airport. So here's oh, all right. left off. Toby, <clears throat> excuse me, Toby McPartland. He's a pig uh, rancher, and he's just getting his bearings. A lot of the folks that we see um, are coming into farming newly these days because of the importance of food and wanting to actually grow and ranch their own food themselves. And if they can 
um, provide that for retail or, or for other folks to enjoy too. Um, that's really their end game. So Toby has a um, hundred pigs in the, so a fairly small pig farm. So we met with Toby and as we continued down the road and we finally ended up to, in Durango and I got to tell you uh, the fires, the uh, 416 fires that are blazing in Durango, uh, just so sad to see how that affects the community. We made it through to Durango. Uh, we got to a place called Via Taqueria. Is that right, Jay? Uh, Taqueria. Taqueria. Via Taqueria. There's a guy there named Tim Turner who owns, and he, he's really kind of a Durango. Uh, I mean, I I don't wouldn't know how to ex- explain it, but he means so much to the community. So as we're sitting there and he's talking about hyper-local and sustainability and, and how he can grow a lot of the things for his um, his taco restaurant, uh, we got to talking about sourcing and other ingredients. And he said, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a guy that has some pigs. And we go, well, we, we know a guy that has some pigs. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think we made a connection there and we moved on down the road to Sunnyside Meats. And Toby was looking for a place to be able to um, take his pigs to, to be able to be processed and ready for retail. So we made another connection with Sunnyside Meats and Toby to be able to do business together. And it, it felt so good to be able to, as as we've gotten to know people and the things they're doing, um, to be able to bring people together that are like-minded and with the ingredients to be able to uh, pull off some new relationships. That was so fulfilling, Carrie. I love it. That's. I think that's the biggest uh, hurdle is, you know, people, a lot of people, a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurants want to have a pig guy, but they don't even know where to start, you know. And so you guys come along and you're making these connections. I think that's a really big deal, and I think it'll. I think it'll work. I think it'll help. Yeah, what what do you do from a chef chef owner perspective of wanting to have the finest ingredients, but a lot of times, you know, you're in the kitchen and and of course your network builds as as you meet people. But where do you begin when when you do that to try and sidestep some of the 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 big no brainer places that will will just give you a um, ingredients without a story or a name on it or 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 really coming from other communities to support those communities how do you deal with something like that well it's it's a really fine line to walk you know because it at the end of the day we're still running a business and we have to turn a profit so we can't you know we have to find a product that is local sustainable responsible but also has to be affordable you know so as much as i want to say that you know this you know i want to have the best but it has to be it has to be within the balance you know so if I if I want something and I I don't already source it and I need to find, you know, let's just say a pig guy, I would reach out, you know, to my chef community um, in, you know, in hopes of finding, uh, oh, shoot, uh, in hopes of finding a recommendation. You know, somebody sure. has, you know, a goat guy or a pig guy. And then, you know, between all of us, we... If I can't take a whole animal, maybe I can take a quarter of one, and you know the guy around the corner can take the other, and so on and so forth. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of co-oping as well, um, yeah. where people get together and say, "Well, I can't take a whole cow, but I'll go in on one with you." Exactly. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing too. 
So as we have you on the phone, and, and you can see that we're just trying to catch our bearings, and after a whirlwind of, of a week, um, we're going to send you a list of ingredients and products that we've sourced and, and really just allow you to uh, expand your creativity to, to here to the moon uh, and create a menu for folks for a 40-seat chef table experience dinner. We'll all be mic'd up, uh, stories, talking, laughing and scratching, having a good time. Um, this means so much to us to have you kick off the summer dinner series with the likes of um, Keegan Gerhardt and Brother Luck and Daniel Asher and Kyle Mendenhall and benefiting the AC, ACF Chefs uh, Apprenticeship Program to where a young chef will be really inspired by um, learning all of these things and these stories and sourcing and local and hyper-local and, uh, you know, people that look up to you, Carrie. Uh, it's just I think we're going to make an impact this summer, Carrie. I really do. I hope so. I, I think it's a really great idea. You know, nobody's really doing what you guys are doing right now, like forcing us all into the same room. Um, and, you know, like, especially what Jess and Scott are doing, you know, they're just a couple with a small kid and growing awesome, you know, Western folk food. Like I'm so excited to see them and then introduce them to 40 people that we don't know. So, you know, it's going to be really great. And it's, a, you know what, it's a big deal for these guys too. They're, they're, you know, these guys, and I walked in there and I, I shook Scott's hand and I, I felt my little baby soft hands against his rough <laughs> farmer hands. And, you know, I shook his hands, and he's out there for the day. And, and here comes Jessica with some um, some just some chai tea uh, coffee. And we sat down around a park bench, and there's the kid, you know, picking the last couple of, of berries off a plant, you know, in the yard and, you know, in their environment. And and they had so much to say, Carrie. I, you know, go to the Modern Eater Facebook page. Check out that interview from Field to Fork and they're really unapologetic farmers. They they love what they do. They've got a lot of great stories and the passion from their food. Boy, it sure makes it taste that much better. Oh yeah, they're they're really cool people. Did they tell you they're also world class surfers? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But Jessica did tell us that she had some days on the hill with you snow, snowboarding competitively for a while. Yeah, yeah. We we used to we snowboarded a lot together. And then, um, yeah, those, those are good times. We had a good couple, good couple winters together. And then we also spent time in uh, Mexico together, catching waves for a month once. <laughs> when I learned that about you, Carrie, I had, I had no idea. You know, I thought you were born in a kitchen, just like my meat was, you know, born on a shelf somewhere at uh, Whole yeah. Foods. That's so cool to learn that about yeah. you. Okay, so, so as we ramp up, are you gonna, you're you're at Bardo, right? Bardo's just uh, doing it's great right now. We love going there to eat. Uh, what's going on at Bardo, and uh, anything special coming up this summer? Oh yes, we're you know the group, all of us, Bardo and Senor Bear, we're opening two new restaurants this summer. Um, we're expanding down into New Orleans with a a Bardo kind of spinoff called Sophia. Oh, uh, you know, we're just so busy. And then, like, I've been out of town. I've been in Montana visiting my family. So I'm eager to get back. I'll be back tomorrow. And it's just, it's a really great start to what's going to be a really, really very full but very fun summer. 
Uh, you got to hit the ground running. That's what you're used oh, to. Man. <laughs> uh, we think the world of you. Thanks for being our friends. We're glad you're going to take part in this summer dinner series. You're kicking it off Tuesday, July 3rd. Tickets will launch tomorrow, benefiting the Colorado Chefs Association uh, apprenticeship program. And you're just really, this is what it's all about, Carrie, right? Helping the community. Oh, you guys are the best. Well, thanks for doing all this. I can't wait to hear all the details of your. Have you three boys sleeping in that trailer? <laughs> hey, Terry, it's uh, Jay Parker here, and don't you worry about that. I'll pull you aside, and I'll, I'll give you all the details of how this trip went down. I bet it smells so good in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it smells like a cattle ranch. Or <laughs> that's the way yeah, that it's Have you showered smells. yet? <laughs> uh, we've got we've we pulled off a we couple did. of showers. Yeah, we yeah. we were we were sleeping along the Rio Grande this morning, Carrie, in uh, oh, South Fork, Colorado. That's right. Jump Beautiful. In? I put my toe in there. Oh come on! Did you let did Scott and Jeff hose you off? <laughs> I uh I I washed I I washed my hand I got some water on my hands and threw some water on my face you know and I just uh I felt like a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's as far as it went, and then I got back on Wi-Fi and checked my Instagram. Cool. I love it. A lot of, a lot of uh, cowboy cooking this past weekend, and I love to cook on a campfire, Carrie. So I was yeah. riding my element. You guys are real cowboys. That's right. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But we are at a cattle ranch right now, although I am in the bunkhouse on the telephone instead out front uh, doing the show there. Carrie, thank you. You'll be on uh, a few times more before. I'm hoping you'll be able to take a little time off and maybe spend an entire show with us. I know we have to schedule that. But, uh, again, it's about uh, four weeks away before that dinner takes place, and, and we're so happy to have you on board. Thank you, Carrie Baird. You're welcome, guys. Have fun, and I'll see you real soon. Okay, Chef. She is Chef Carrie Baird. All right, Jay, what do you think? It's time to take a break. We've got some other things to do, some housekeeping as well. Um, Kind of just pulling this uh, show off on the telephone. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think, you know, you you have to do what you have to do. And Little Rich Schneider said outside uh, while we were doing another show, we didn't know where where we were or what we were doing, but we kept talking. And Little Rich said, hey, man, he says that you guys are innovators and you don't give up. And that's what I love about you. So, the, you know, if we have to do it over the phone, we have to, then we do it over the phone, Beth. That's right. Okay, we'll come back from the trainer ranch. I want to get the cowboy on the air. Uh, I want to also get Little Rich Schneider on the air. As you all know that um, – uh, there was one of the greats in the in the culinary community. Uh, his life was lost this week, and and uh, Tony Bourdain, Anthony Bourdain, uh, had touched many many lives, and and uh, the effect of his loss has um, really affected uh, Little Rich Schneider of Rockalitas Tortillas. So I want to spend a few minutes on the phone, Jay. If you could just uh, stay on hold there, but hand your phone over to Little Rich, that would be cool. Uh, I'll come back with Little Rich Schneider right here from the Trainer Ranch, and I'll get Bill Trainer on uh, somewhere around 7:30, and then we'll wrap up the show with uh, myself, Greg Holland, back Brian Freeman, and Jay Parker. Uh, we'll continue from the Trainer Ranch up next. It's right here, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. themoderneater.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery Eatery Market and Bakery. 
Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, this is Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Spring is here, and it's time to check out our spring lineup of Belgian-style ales. We have classic Belgian styles like doubles and triples, quads, wit beers, and Belgian IPAs, plus spring seasonals, fruit beers, wild beers, and barrel-aged specialties. All of our beers are handcrafted in small batches and served fresh. Brews Beers is in Midtown at 67th and Pecos. We're open seven days a week with great food trucks every day and loads of free parking. We're even dog-friendly. And if you're planning a business or private event, we'll host it for you and make it a memorable experience. Find out why everyone's talking about the award-winning Belgian-style beers at Brews. Remember to check out our website, brewsbeers.com, for upcoming taproom and special bottle releases. For great Belgian-style beers, it's Brews Beers, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. See you soon. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? <laughs> You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, as we continue right here from the Trainer Ranch, it's in Ordway, Colorado. There's a windstorm of brewing right now. So we've uh, packed up the house and we've gone inside to the bunkhouse right here in Crawley County. And uh, right now, if we could bring little Rich Schneider up, he's in another room here. I am here. Trainer Ranch. Hello, Rich. How's you made going, the Greg? trip down here. Uh, listen, I- I'm good, but I think this is worth a departure, little Rich, uh, from the show for just a minute because we lost one of our greatest in the industry. His name's Tony Bourdain. Uh, Anthony Bourdain touched so many lives through his uh, unapologetic uh, means of of not only broadcasting, but finding regions of the world to really begin the, the movement of hyper-local and what communities mean around food and beverage. But uh, it, it, this loss touched you greatly, Little Rich. It, it, it really did, uh, more than I could have even anticipated. His was one of the few shows that I enjoyed watching because instead of uh, being so divisive, it was all about bringing uh, cultures together, different people together through food, just a simple act of sitting at a table and eating whatever was local and indigenous to that area. Yeah. So, so just, he, he, did, he had such a great style. And I think the thing that hurts me is, you know, he was uh, uh, so successful. He, he, you know, you talk to anyone in our industry and Anthony Bourdain had the best job in the industry. And anytime you're pushing it, like what you guys did this week, what Brian does, what you do, what Jay does, anytime you're pushing it, you, you know, you start in down that pathway of developing a passion, and then suddenly you get this intensity, which uh, uh, leads to kind of an insanity. And I think all of us 
we're kind of dancing that line with intensity and insanity. And I think he might have gone over the line a little bit. Well, I think you're right. And a lot of times uh, there's really no turning back uh, when when you reach a point to um, maybe feeling a little bit of helplessness, uh, hopelessness. And I think what your um, new crusade, if, if, if I'm not wrong and you can correct me, is uh, you would really like to find an outlet in the service industry, uh, the men and women that, that are behind the scenes, in the kitchen, uh, working so hard, un- unthankfully, uh, the chefs um, with so much burden, and uh, uh, they don't take vows, uh, you know, for the most part. It's a very thankless job, but uh, providing an outlet uh, for uh, a way to reach out is is really what you're looking to try and accomplish. Absolutely, Um, and I really appreciate you giving me this uh, quick forum to express this, but, yeah, it has become kind of my calling on this, and I've I've had conversations about this for probably the past seven months, uh, but this uh, recent uh, tragedy with uh, Anthony, uh, it just it was like a siren call. It was like, no, now is the time. And and you're right. It's the back of the house and the restaurants. It's the front of the house. But even beyond that, I mean, everyone in our industry, from uh, the farmer to the, 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 the Cisco driver to the U.S. foods buyer, uh, we're all under a lot of stress. Our system, our, our ecosystem is stressed with a lot of velocity and very low manpower. And so I want to uh, kind of identify here, is this you? You know, are you feeling this way? Are you, are you, you know, having these types of thoughts and to maybe uh, identify a path to take to better yourself on this and some easy tips. And so I'm pushing, I, I tell you what, Friday morning I was down at the Colorado Restaurant Association meeting with uh, Sonia Riggs and the whole crew on getting a forum about this uh, at the Colorado Restaurant Association show this fall. So what do we do? Where do we begin, Little Rich? And, and let me ask you a question. You know, this is touching you in a very strong manner. Um, don't answer if you don't want to. Um, have, you, have you felt this kind of, of um, pressure to where maybe – this has touched you a little bit more because you understand in a personal way um, what Anthony Bourdain may have been going through? You know, that's, that's a great question. And I have not personally got pushed to that point, but uh, suicide has, uh, has occurred in my family. I lost a young brother to it. I lost uh, a nephew to it. And so, I mean, you can see anyone is vulnerable to it. And I think the pressures of our industry certainly uh, excel that, that potential. And I'm like, man, you know, if someone like, and, and I, I posted something early about it. If someone who at the top of their game, I would, I would venture to say, and I may not be wrong on this, he, Anthony Bourdain was at the top of the game probably in the world. And for him to be vulnerable to this, to me, that shows any of us can be vulnerable to this. And this is just something I really do love our industry, even my competitors, even people that may say something bad about me in the, in the heat of whatever. Um, I just I don't want to see any of our family, our industry family, uh, lost to this. And so that's why, that's why I'm, I'm going to be pretty militant on this. I appreciate that. 
And what I really appreciate you about you, Rich, is uh, you also touch a lot of lives, and you're also an influencer for so many people within the industry. And I think for somebody like you to spearhead um, this type of involvement and conversation, that a lot more people will be receptive to reach out for help, uh, especially uh, with a soft landing like you, Little Ridge. And uh, I commend you. I'm, I'm one of the first to say that uh, that as far as suicide goes, it's a very touch-and-go situation because uh, it usually affects the folks that are left behind um, so much more. Um, yeah. And the immediacy that, that somebody might feeling, the urgency of of being troubled, um, that that things can change, things can get better, and moments do pass, and, and um, time will move forward. And with a little bit of help and, and the ability to have a channel to reach out through a little rich, um, I'm certain that you will save lives. So uh, thank you, and, and we'll uh, connect on this many more times as you develop a, a process to be able to help uh, those within the industry. Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to yak a little bit about it, Greg. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Little Rich, uh, thank you so much. You made the trip down here to the cattle ranch. Um, It was one of those things to where uh, even you need uh, to to step away for a minute. And uh, I think that those are some of the things that if you can identify them, just like you're identifying them and take some of the pressure off you and, and know when you need to step away for a minute, that uh, it can be helpful all the way around. I'm, uh, yeah. uh, I'm certain that uh, you coming down, and uh, I know that I light up like a light every time that I see you. Um, so hopefully getting down here and, and getting down on the ranch and, and then uh, singing through Colorado Springs will do you some good this weekend. I think so, too. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, there he is, Little Rich. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. I want you to hear from, I call him Cowboy. His name is Bill Trainer. Uh, Bill Trainer is a uh, four, I want to say fourth generation rancher uh, on this same property here in Crawley County uh, near Ordway in Sugar City, Colorado. Uh, a big sprawling ranch, uh, cattle roaming around. It's everything you would expect when you think of a Colorado cattle ranch, and that's where we're broadcasting from right now. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Bill Trainer, uh, the cowboy. He'll be next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website. Videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. 
Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout thoughtfully source spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles my sincere hope is that intrepid sojourner beer project will inspire adventure and wanderlust come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn located at 925 west 8th avenue in the heart of the arts district on santa fe for everything intrepid look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally locally Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, back from the trainer ranch right here in Crawley County. It's uh, southeastern Colorado, um, just east of Pueblo. And a bit south, you'll find Sugar City in Ordway, Colorado, and the trainer ranch. Uh, None better, I call him Cowboy. He's fourth-generation uh, cattle rancher, and I think we have Bill Trainer on the phone with us right now. How are you, Bill? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Good, man. Uh, you see, the broadcast fell apart there because of the wind. I, I, I thought you could control those things down here. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, huh? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the way of Mother Nature. You kind of just laugh about that and easy going, uh-huh. but you've seen a lot down here on this land. Could you just set it up and talk about your family ranch? How long you've been here? and uh, how many acres and some of the things you've been doing. And you're one of those guys that's homesteaded on this ranch pretty much your entire life. Yeah, my great-grandfather came from Ontario, Canada. Came here in 1892, I guess, and they've been ranching since 1894. They had a a dugout, and he'd send his sons out to herd the cattle around because if you didn't put them up at night, the robbers would would take them off. Oh, it's been around for a long time through uh, depressions and uh, droughts and all kinds of wars. We're still hanging out. Still, still haven't made a dime yet, but we're working on it. I'll tell you what, as we've done our tour, Road Trip 2018 through Colorado, we've talked to a lot of farmers and ranchers, a lot of them multi-generational. Um Hanging on to a farm and a ranch can be difficult throughout the years because a lot of times family members come into play, uh, different interests come into mind. Uh, people want to divvy things up or, or the bank wants to come get things or, or you had a bad year a couple years in a row and then all of a sudden you face yourself in, in a difficulty that uh, it can be challenging. How hard is it to hang on to a cattle ranch this long? Well, my dad died when I was 23, so I've been doing it for a couple of years. It's not easy. Somehow we always pull a rabbit out of the hat, at least so far. 
knock yeah, on wood. Uh-huh. Yeah, knock on wood. So you're here. You, you've got um, uh, another generation, a family that, um, uh, you know, kids grew up on this cattle ranch and move on to do other things. Training a ranch right now, are you, are you in production? All right, do you have livestock uh, for sale? How does that work? Uh, I've got I've got about 130 cows of mother cows. It's not it's not this ranch isn't fully stocked yet, but I, I leave some grass to my neighbor until I get enough cattle. So I kind of got into it. My son got a good lease on a uh, Lowry barn range up by Denver, so uh, he, he's not interested in this little plot yet. But one of these days, he might get tired of busting. This How many nice acres did you say ranch. you have, Bill? Huh? How many acres do you say you have? Uh, 7,200. 7,200 acres. Right. Wow. What is the capacity as far as head of cattle on a 7,200-acre ranch? Well, year in, year out, and take care of the grass. It's probably about 220, 230. That's droughts and everything, you know. That's droughts and everything. Yeah. So as far as day to day operation, I mean, you can run more and tear it up, but we don't do that unless we have to. Yeah. As far yeah. as day to day operations go, are you still out there getting your hands dirty? Oh, not as much as I used to. I'm getting a few physical problems. I'm not any younger, so if there's any heavy heavy lifting to do, I got a guy that's an expert at it. Yeah. So, so I write him a check and he does the work. How's that sound? See a lot of that. Um yeah. People can do the ranch experience if they so choose. I understand. I'm sitting in your bunkhouse as we speak, and this is a beautiful place uh, out on your 7,200-acre ranch that people can come, sit in this bunkhouse themselves, bring their family, have the ranch experience, and you do it all through Airbnb. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And I'm on a couple other ones, but Airbnb seems the one that works best. Yeah, so... You search for Sugar City, Colorado, and the Trainer Ranch, and right there you can see the bunkhouse, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's it's a pretty cool thing. What kind of amenities are, are we looking at in here? I'm looking around at a two-bedroom bunkhouse with a bathroom and a nice wide-open kitchen and a family room, and you're sitting out in the – you're just a, you're in the other room right now. You're in the kind of the green room, right? Yeah, I'm watching the sun go down behind the mountains over there. Great place to sit and watch the sun go down. Well, I'm trying to pull off a broadcast over a telephone line right now. Oh, yeah, well, that hasn't been easy. I'm sorry I couldn't uh, stop the wind. (laughs) That's right. Hey, listen, you heard uh, kind of the beginning as we uh, made our way through Colorado visiting farms and ranches. Um, you, you heard some of the places that we stopped at. What did you think of that conversation and hearing about some of these, uh, uh, what I would call your colleagues here in Colorado? Oh, I think it's great. I think, I think people need to know where their food's coming from. You know, we've got a great food system. Nobody starves in this country. Well, there are people who starve. Mostly we've got plenty to eat and more we can, than we can use, you know. That's right. And you've been doing a lot of great uh, things down here in the cattle ranch uh, industry as well, uh, from going to from a retail business to, um, you know, now it's wholesale. But um, the, the trainer ranch survives and continues on. Uh, and I and I hope to see it for another 
uh, for generations. That'd be cool, huh, Bill? Yeah, it sure would. That's kind of my intention. Yeah, I know. We'll see. <laughs> Keeping that legacy alive. Well, listen, yeah. uh, thank you so much for the hospitality. We're going to close up the show with myself, Brian, and Jay, and then we're going to sit around and uh, have out some bratwurst. You feel like a couple of bratwurst tonight? Sure. Yeah, you bet. All right, we'll do some bratwurst. Uh, in the bunkhouse, this is so special. Again, Airbnb, you can uh, get a hold of. Uh, here's the perfect trip. Uh, get yourself a Live Mobile uh, Airstream uh, trailer. Drag it down here to the cattle ranch. Set up shop down here. Stay for a couple of days with Bill at the uh, bunkhouse. It's a whole separate, all by yourself. Um, this, this is, uh, you know, a, a place that's a big remodel, state-of-the-art equipment, great kitchen in here. Uh, you can have the cattle ranch experience and then head out in your Live Mobile uh, uh, Airstream trailer and, and go do some great camping here in Colorado. That sounds like a good time. Okay, we'll come back, wrap up the show from uh, the Trainer Ranch in Crawley County, um, Ordway, Colorado. There's a politician back in the day in Denver. Uh, his name was George Orway, uh, uh, Ordway, George Ordway. And uh, George, uh, this, um, this town, 1900, it was, um, it was brought to be official. And in 1890, it was just a post office. And that kind of gives you a little bit of Colorado history and perspective of how much uh, history has been happening in, in this state. We'll continue coming up with the last segment right here. As Road Trip 2018 comes to a close, and the summer dinner series uh, is is right on right upon us here. The uh, opening one is July 3rd. It's a Tuesday with Chef Carrie Baird, and ticket sales will be launched on Monday morning on themoderneater.com. Check us out on all of our social media platforms, uh, Facebook in particularly. We have. A lot of great interviews up there that I think you'll enjoy. So we'll be back in a flash. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl, with house-smoked pork, wood-oven-roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. 
As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com. Hey, Colorado chefs. Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. All right, I think we're back coming down the home stretch here. Um, we're going to do a live here, but I uh, want to get back to the show right away. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. We're in the bunkhouse at the Trainer Ranch in uh, Ordway, Colorado. And this is a fourth generation uh, ranch here. And uh, I, you, like I said, you can look it up on Airbnb, Airbnb and uh, just search for Trainer Ranch near uh, Sugar City, and you can have the same experience yourself. Uh, Brian, Jay, do I have you on the line here? We're here, babe. Can you hear us? I can hear you guys. Uh, I think it's important that we spend the remainder of the show fulfilling our promise uh, as we continue on to um, kind of give one point after another. So we've, I'm going to just give a quick recap of farms and ranches and breweries and distilleries and wineries that we visited, and then we're going to go through the remainder because our, our one-week journey through Colorado connecting uh, Coloradans to the great food and beverage that we have uh, was really an action-packed week and, and too much of this. But I do want to say, before we start here, is I think we're going to get a little bit of food in us, you guys. We're going to settle in here to the Trainer Ranch, and then all week long we've been doing late-night podcasts on Facebook, so why not do another one? So if you want to get really in-depth, uh, we'll probably fire up a 9 o'clock podcast, I would say, maybe 9.30, even 10 o'clock. Just look for it on the Modern Eater Facebook page. Uh, but to get you caught up, we talked about Osage Gardens. Uh, Black Bear Orchards, Peach Street Distillery, Field to Fork Farms, Delicious Orchards, Home of Big Bees. And then I think we are now at um, Bird Harvest with Paul. So, Brian, take that away and just give your first um, and number one takeaway from Bird Harvest. Excited about the Rainier cherry crop this year. It's on hit. It's exploding on the trees, and uh, that would be my biggest uh, thrill over at Dumper Harvest today. Great. As I uh, love to take away what Jay's going to say, uh, I'll do it again because I think that, uh, and maybe he'll just want to expand on it, but your farm is only as strong as your your uh, weakest link. And, and if you have a guy uh, on that farm, and, and they do, I forget his name. What's his name, Jay? Augustine. Augustine. Um, really, Paul sings the praises of Augustine, and he really should because he's keeping that farm in tip-top shape. He's a master pruner. He's got their uh, orchards, uh, trees just looking as, as full and lush 
and developed as possible. And as I get to uh, be more versed on farms and, and orchards and how they prune their trees, uh, when you look at Augustine's, it's, um, uh, you know, there's no one doing it better in my estimation. So that was my takeaway. Yeah, you did steal mine, but I'll just elaborate on uh, the family man that he is also and, and raising his children to follow in his footsteps of, of maintaining uh, an orchard uh, that size. And it's just he says his little one will, will come running out of the house if he sees him in a tractor because he wants to drive it so bad. So it just, you know, it makes you, uh, you know, it makes you warm inside when you see the families and then generations of kids coming up, they're going to do the same thing. It's just it's a good feeling. And they're hardworking uh, people, you know, the ones running. Yes, these they are three farms. minutes left in the show. So we're going to get it rolling quick. Uh, here's another cool one. Mesa wins. Um, Wine and Farm, a uh, very cool place. I really enjoyed uh, learning about uh, sheep and lambs and uh, when they become a lamb and when they become a sheep and all of the things in between and uh, to have wine on the same, uh, grapes for growing uh, for wine. Uh, that's kind of a cool property there. That was my takeaway. Well, my takeaway is it was just Wink himself. Walking, walking those uh, sheep from one side to the other, and and uh, just watching him do his thing. Uh, again, it's just uh, it's inspiring to see, and, and it's an admirable job that they're all doing. So my takeaway from from his ranch and orchards uh, was just that, just seeing these hardworking people. Very um, cool, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to throw a curveball at you because uh, my takeaway was the fact that they were actually removing a bunch of apple trees because of the fact that the apple trees weren't doing that well and that, you know, they had put more than six years into these apple trees and decided, you know what, let's cut our losses now and let's open up this ground to plant something different. That, that was a big uh, eye opener that sometimes you got to cut your loss and move on. We moseyed on the road to Montrose, Colorado and South river aquaponics, uh, had an opera, uh, have had an opportunity to see an operation, uh, that's very state of the art. Uh, my takeaway is uh, maybe we should embrace the future and see what some of these aquaponic farms have to offer. Yeah, I would go to uh, never seen such a clean growing facility besides like a sprout farm, but uh, never have seen such a clean facility. Uh, there, Jay here. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll go uh, on to uh, the Lazy Jay Ranch uh, in Denver or in in, um, in Durango. And the Lazy J Ranch, just another family uh, farm where they're trying to do their best to be able to uh, forge and grow and ranch uh, the, the best products for their family for personal use. So that was my takeaway from there. Mine was the chicken coop. And I love their chicken coop and having fresh eggs uh, every day. And I'm putting a chicken coop in my backyard and I'm getting chickens. Yeah, I want to spend just uh, 30 seconds and give it to Brian because he really connected us to a lot of these farms and ranches. Today we have the opportunity. I want to thank Scott Brewing Company. They were fantastic. Uh, Zia Taqueria, that, they were great as well, and Tim Turner. But 30 seconds, Brian, on your friend today, uh, Tim McCracken. Uh, that, Tom McCracken at Greener Farm, the last one. What just an incredible guy. I've known him for 20-plus years and he's just doing it right. He's got an off-the-grid farm in his sort of later years of retirement. He sold his big farm, and he's on a place that is off-the-grid, solar, 
and Wellwater with a stream. And I am excited to see some of his, uh, we got to taste his raspberries, look at his apples and pears, and I'm excited to get his raspberries for hopefully one of the dinners. Whew. You guys, we've made it through this show. We, we felt like we were rushing through it. Uh, felt like we were rushing through the whole week because there's so much. Uh, join us on Facebook Live in about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, thank you, everybody involved, and Bill Trainer for the hospitality, Little Rich for coming down and meeting us here, uh, Shannon Scott for trying to pull off this uh, this uh, endeavor, and we'll uh, catch you next week here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio.